Um, today, I'm joined by two incredible veterans uh, from Acumentrix, um, um, has been a trusted market leader in critical power solutions used in military and commercial applications since 1994. Um, I think um, the, my guests today have uh, an amazing background, amazing story that we've, we've touched on. And I think it's just kind of a, a legendary moment for us because we get an opportunity to hear their stories and um, their perspectives about their transition um, and how they were able to navigate the civilian world and the challenges that they faced during those times. Um, and then they're also gonna talk a little bit about their employer, uh, Acumentrix, a little bit. So um, I'm joined by Mike, Mike Bonin and Matt uh, Kosakowski. Uh, did I pronounce that okay, Matt? Perfect. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, so they're going to tell, tell, tell you a little bit about their career journeys. I guess, uh, Mike, we'll start with you. Um, could you tell us a little bit about your career journey, uh, your transition, what you're doing at Acumentrix, and then we'll, um, we'll, we'll pass it over to Matt. Sure. Sure. Um, basically I joined the, the Navy back in 1987. So that tells you how old I am. Um, and basically my position in, in the Navy was electronic warfare technician. Um, which is basically a, a, a long title that said uh, when you were underway on a ship, what my job would be is um, I basically sat at a big radar detector and I would identify threats, um, figure out what they were, and then apply countermeasures to try and either make them miss or not know who we were. Um, <clears throat> was in the Navy for three years active. Uh, then I I followed up with that and I was three years reserves um, on the East Coast and in, in both Newport and in, um, and in Groton, Connecticut. Um, once I completed my Navy service, uh, basically one of the things that, that, my, that, the, that the military did in my journey was I wasn't a very good high school student. I wasn't someone with a lot of direction. I was kind of an immature kid. So going into the Navy kind of helped me find my path of what I was and come up with a plan of what I was going to do. So being a bad um, high school student, I, I had to, I had to play catch up when I got out and I, I came back to Vermont where I, I actually live now and, and have for most of my life other than my military time um, and went to community college uh, and got myself straightened out um, and, and then ended up graduating from uh, Bryant University uh, with a business degree. Um, and from there, I, funny enough, my, my first job was at a company called American Power Conversion, which does uninterruptible power supplies, much like Acumetrix. Um, and I spent quite a bit of time there and then a couple other positions, mostly in a customer facing role where my natural tendency seems to be dealing with customers and dealing with processes. Um, so that, that has led me through the 20-something the years before I ended up at Acumentrix. Um, Acumentrix has been, a, has been a great transition for me, being a company that both um, deals in power, like my experience had been, and deals with the military, which it, it kind of became a natural fit. And I could tell when I went in for my interview that they kind of felt the same way. That's awesome. That's awesome. I feel like um, our paths are kind of divine. You know, it kind of happens before it actually happens. So it's cool that 
we've all been able to meet today through Acumentrix um, and, and your awesome path. Um, thanks, Mike. And, and Matt, what about you? Yeah, thanks. Um, so my path is similar, but with some differences. So uh, what I did was uh, went off to uh, went off to college, did ROTC. So really needed because uh, my family background a scholarship to pay for college. So I was fortunate enough to get that. Uh, did that, and when I graduated, uh, it was Air Force ROTC. When I graduated, uh, got a pilot slot. So uh, went to pilot training down in uh, Del Rio, Texas little Del Rio, Texas, uh, did that for about a year, uh, then went off and learned how to fly C-130s, which are propeller-driven cargo airplane, and really did that around the world. So um, the C-130 isn't a glamorous fighter jet. It's kind of a very utilitarian airplane, but it's a great airplane in that you basically take stuff wherever it needs to go, whether it's you know anywhere around the world, a dirt strip at night, you know, on ice, et cetera. So uh, did that for several years, really enjoyed it, did it active duty. And then uh, from there, maybe similar to Mike, I transitioned to the Air National Guard, actually in Rhode Island, and continued to fly C-130s there for a few years. Uh, and, and again, really enjoyed it, really enjoyed all aspects of it. Um, and then, yeah, and so as far as what the military did, so I was extremely shy all through school. Like I was kind of a quiet uh, student, didn't talk a lot, et cetera, which surprises people now when they meet me. But, um, you know, I think what the military did was a couple of things. It kind of brought me out of my shell because, you know, when you fly, you have to be able to lead. Um, you have to be able to communicate with people uh, to plan your missions, et cetera. So it really helped bring that out and develop me there, um, which is, you know, just been a good skill to have through life, whether it's in the professional world or your personal life. So that was, that was probably the biggest benefit. Um, and in addition to that, meeting different types of people, you have to work with all different kinds of people. You meet people from all backgrounds, um, you know, et cetera. And they all, you have all to work together to accomplish the mission. So that's a great thing that doesn't necessarily happen when you grow up in a small town like I did. So anyways, from there, went off and went to grad school up in Boston and uh, entered the civilian world. Uh, so most of my employment has been in tech companies that serve the warfighter or someone else in a critical role. Uh, I just find something that that's really what I migrate towards as opposed to maybe consumer products or things like that. Um, so I worked uh, in a type of semiconductor manufacturing. Uh, I did a lot of headsets and communications gear, again, oriented towards, you know, military folks in airplanes and in ground vehicles, that sort of thing. And uh, of course here at Acumetrics, uh, I'm actually here, obviously this company is highly based on supporting the military, but we're also moving into critical commercial applications, you know, where some critical processes in place, whether it's controlling uh, you know, water valves or rail infrastructure or providing telemedicine to people in remote areas of Africa and India. So it's still the same basic theme of uh, helping critical missions get accomplished. Things that if they don't happen, really have an impact on someone's safety or you know, that, that kind of thing. That's really fulfilling to me. Um, as far as Acumetrics is concerned, you know, I think like Mike said, Acumetrics is very supportive of veterans in general. 
Um, I think uh, the company understands the value veterans bring, which is maybe something we can talk about later about, you know, how veteran experience, how that can be presented to help you because not all companies recognize the benefits being a veteran, the things you learn brings, but uh, Acumetrics definitely does. And uh, they make an active uh, effort to reach out to veterans, to recognize the veterans that work there and value, you know, what they bring to the table. Awesome. That's, that's awesome. Thanks, Matt. Um, and, you know, I think both of you have really cool stories and I think it would be good to start with you, Mike, um, in terms of, you know, I really, really appreciate the authenticity that you bring to the, you brought to the conversation when you mentioned, hey, I wasn't great in high school, but look at me now kind of thing, because I feel like there's so many professionals that may not know what their path is going to look like once they, uh, once they get out of the military. And sometimes that kind of keeps them in um, and keeps them, you know, kind of, there's, it's a fearful uh, state that you're put in when you're making that transition. Um, and then also when you get in, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm committing my life to this thing <laughs> that I have no idea um, what's going to happen. Um, could you talk a little bit about that transition and how um, you were able to essentially navigate the space and go into school and, and your thought process during this time? Um, could you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, I think a lot of what it is, is like you say, you, 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 you're an 18 year old out of high school that's that's just kind of going all over the place and and, and not really any idea which direction you want to go into. Um, there's a lot of time where you have to basically be introspective and, and, and try and understand, well, who do I want to be? And do I want to be a career Navy man? Um, if not, well, what other direction am I going to go? And I think having that time and, and, and it doesn't hurt being at sea in a dark room on watch sometimes because you get a lot of time to think because there's not always a lot of ships that you're looking for. Um, but, but yeah, you get a lot of time to be introspective and, and figure out what you want to do. And basically what I had determined is, yes, yes, I appreciated the Navy when I was in it, but I also felt that I wanted, I wanted to be, I wanted a different path. I, I, I didn't always want to travel. I always wanted to have a family. Um, and I, and I, it really set my path going, okay, now the next step is college. I, I, I have a vague, even then I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I had a vague idea what I wanted to do. Um, but I think everybody kind of goes through that path in their lives where you make a decision and you go down it and try and and try and make decisions to, of, of where you're going to be. But you know what? That path changes often. And yeah, I got a business degree in finance and I've dealt with customer service um, and processes most of my career because I, I learned the skills um, through both the military and through, and through my college education to be able to put me on different paths. Um, but at the same time, to have the confidence and knowledge to, to go forward and be able to, to actually travel that path. That's, that's beautiful. Yeah. And I feel like uh, there's so many people that are in that space right now, or they've, they've gone through it. And I think it's helpful to hear um, your perspective because, you know, it's, it's really valuable. It, it gives you um, kind of that strength to move forward. Um, and, and Matt, when it comes to you and, and your, transition where was your head at you know I always call 
the GI Bill this golden ticket of opportunity because um, it's almost like the Willy Wonka chocolate factor thing because it's like you get an opportunity to really pay for pay your way to essentially change your life. Um, and so you went to grad school right after, um, you know, ROTC, I think you mentioned. Um, could you talk about like, how you were feeling during that transition and where you were in your mind at that time? Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, I found just in general through life, you follow a path that maybe you don't think of before, like the path you thought for yourself earlier on just changes for a bunch of reasons, circumstances, what you learn to enjoy, what you're, you know, what you learn about life and careers, et cetera. So um, anyways, so yeah, my, my thought was I was going to, you know, I saw the flying movies growing up. So that was in my mind that I was going to do that. And that was something I really wanted to accomplish. Um, you know, so, so I did that. And, and similarly, I, um, I, what I found in the military was I really enjoyed the camaraderie, the flying part, that sort of thing, being with a close group of people around the world that was really fulfilling, exciting and fun. But I learned pretty quickly, yeah, I'm probably not cut out to be like a current, like a general or something like that. And just what my interest was and what I wanted to get out of the military. So I really didn't have a plan, but I was like, well, you know, a lot of my friends, friends are doing grad school, so I'll, I'll try that too. And it was really more, okay, let's see how I like doing that. And then we'll see what happens from there. And uh, just, just going back, you know, about where your path takes us. So I majored in physics in, uh, in college. And I can tell you, I've never done one physics equation since I graduated, you know, but, but, you know, I, I think it was good because it, ex again, it exposed me to different people, to different things. And I think you really got to do that to figure out where you want to go in life. And, uh, you know, so after grad school, I was exposed to people that worked in different kinds of companies. And um, I never really thought of myself in a role where I'm actively talking to people and selling like I'm doing now. Um, but when I saw, you know, from what I learned in the military to be more confident externally, and then from what I saw was out there in the, you know, in the private sector, I said, huh, that seems like something that I could do that interests me, that could be fulfilling. And uh, boy, it'd be great to do that because there's all this equipment you need to operate in the military of critical things. Maybe I can be on the other side of it, if you will, and providing that to people. So, um, you know, just that path led me there. You know, all those steps yeah. kind of at each step, hmm, what do I want to do? What path I want to take? And, uh, and, you know, the biggest thing I'll say to somebody as far as joining the military and being in the military is, again, the people you're exposed to, the way you can push yourself into new things and, um, you know, and just how it's, uh, it's really a meritocracy as well. I, I really do believe that. Like you, you get out of it what you put into it. And, you know, no matter what service you join or what you do initially, there's so many opportunities for you. And, um, you know, so many things you can kind of squeeze out of that experience and learn and contribute that, uh, you know, take advantage of that and it can give you many different potential paths in life. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, and you said something earlier that really resonated. Um, and you mentioned that you gained uh, the communication skills to kind of break out of your shell. I think, you know, when you're in the military, I feel like you're forced to adapt to almost every situation that you're put in. Um, could you talk a little bit about the importance of communication skills and other uh, transferable skills that you gained in the military 
um, and how you feel like that kind of helped you in your career now? Yeah, because I think uh, in my case, you know, you have to do things like briefing the crew before flight, afterwards, you got to do planning. So you got to talk to people in weather, you got to talk to the people that organize the cargo that goes in the back of the airplane, the people that keep your helmets and oxygen system going, and you have to be able to communicate with all these people to get a mission done. And you have a limited amount of time to communicate with these folks because you got to get something done and you have to be clear in what you're communicating. Otherwise, you know, the, the job won't happen. You know, for any military mission or thing, there's hundreds of people that go into making it happen. And there's many different levels of communication you need to have with many of those folks. So, you know, being able to confidently and clearly express yourself is something I learned. And that's very transferable, whether, you know, you're in sales like I am, where you're trying to talk about the benefits a product brings and understand maybe an issue a customer's having and communicating internally to resolve it. You know, that, those skills of just being clear, succinct, and, you know, I don't know if likable is the right word, but you have to be able to communicate where people want to listen to you and talk to you. So all those skills, I mean, they're just directly transferable in, into the civilian world, really to any job, any role that you take. Right, right. I totally agree. Um, and Matt, when it comes to those, those transferable skills, um, how do you feel like your transition um, was impacted by uh, the transferable skills that you gained while you were in the military? Yeah, I think it, it definitely helped. Obviously, I didn't, it, oh. it wasn't so much that specifically I flew airplanes because I, I, you know, I didn't go into the airlines or anything like that, but it's like those overall skills that you build. Um, I think what's important as well is trans, for veterans who want to transition into the civilian world, it's, it's how you present those skills, right? So let's just say you're in an infantry platoon in the army, for example. Well, the transferable skill isn't necessarily that you, you know, learn to operate weapons and things like that. It's that you worked as a team, you're able to do that, you're able to work under high stress situations. So those are the things that are transferable. Um, so really there's so many things, all, you know, all the things you do are ultimately transferable in terms of leadership, communication, ability to work under pressure, um, which I think the military you can do to a much greater extent. You just can't get that in the civilian world. So if you, you know, those yeah. overall skill areas are things that are directly transferable. And it's important that you present those correctly so that, you know, the companies you're talking to understand the benefit they bring. So you can't always assume companies mm -hmm. understand that because you've been in the military. But if you explain it correctly, it's a huge benefit. And it's something no one else can offer. Someone who wasn't in the military can offer. Right, right. Um, and, and Mike, what do you think, you know, when you were transitioning out um, in your transferable skills, like how do you feel like you know, it impacted you? I feel I felt like Matt touched on on a lot of things that 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 like you say they resonated with me when when you were saying is you're put yeah. in a situation where and, and even though I was never actually in a in a combat scenario, everything you're doing on a ship when you're underway is training for a combat scenario. So yeah, like like Matt, I tested as an introvert. And, and I was a shy person as well back in high school. But you, you're not allowed to do that when you're in that situation because one of my jobs is if a missile showed up, I have to let people know. And I, have to, I actually have to make commands to let them know how to deal with the ship. 
Well, as as a as a 19 year old, you're put you're thrust into this position, and you know that people rely on you. So you're even though even though you actually aren't in the scenario, you're training for it every day. So those skills will always carry over. They're, they're going to build your confidence. They're going to help you um, forever. Um, one of the other things that I was thinking about as Matt was talking, as far as another skill that, and uh, it may be more Navy specific because you're on a ship with 250 other guys from all walks of life that have completely different ideas about how they want to live a life as compared to you do, but you all have to be harmonious and get along. And usually, usually the best way to do it is just make fun of each other, but, but you, you do, you have to learn how to live with other people in that environment when in, in very close quarters. And I got to be honest, I can't say that I remember more than a fight on the ship. So it, it's, it, it's a, it's also, it's about how it, once again, like Matt said, it's about the mission. It's always about the mission and, and you build around that. Yeah, I think, think that's a good point. I think, uh, you know, uh, you know, in the Air Force, it's, it is a little bit different. Although when you're with a crew on an airplane, you're with them 24-7 and yeah. you see people at their best, you see people at their worst. Um, you know, everybody has to exercise some level of leadership uh, on different ways. And I think in my case, so yeah, I was in charge of the overall crew and mission. And uh, so I had to be able to lead those folks, obviously. But each person is a specialist in their own right, you know, and you have to you have to learn to trust people because, you know, I didn't know everything about tying down cargo in the back or setting things up to be put out the put out the back of an airplane and parachute just not so I had to rely on my loadmaster to know that and be confident and back him or her up in doing those things. Um, so it's it's this combination of yeah leadership and teamwork that has to happen and and like Mike said you know you're paired with people you never would have necessarily been paired with otherwise. And that's really good. And, you know, it's not all sunshine and roses. Sometimes you're working with people that you don't necessarily want to get along with, but you figure it out and you get the job done anyway. And, uh, and I think that's, again, another skill to have um, that you don't necessarily get. That's maybe a little bit unique to the military, that aspect of, again, you're not just with these folks nine to five, you know, you're with them at all times. And so you really get to know people on a very, very detailed level. And, uh, you know, and, and so I think that's really helpful. And it just makes them, uh, you know, it's one of the things I remember, I mean, I enjoy flying in the military, but just the camaraderie. Um, yeah, I think touch on it, you kind of make fun of each other a little bit, you know, you do that, but you do it in the spirit of you really know each other, like you become, in a way, brothers and sisters. And uh, I think that's great. That's just a great part of the experience overall. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and I think, you know, your experience has a lot to do with the roles that you have at Acumentrix. I know that um, Acumentrix um, has a lot of uh, military veteran employees um, and work with military veterans uh, or the military specifically. Um, so could you talk a little bit about Acumentrix, the UPS products, um, you know, and, and how it impacts uh, military applications? Um, yeah, I guess I'll jump in and certainly Mike will have a lot to say also. So our systems are used in a very wide range of applications, but basically if you were to think about them, they ensure good quality power is available for 
critical systems at all times. So an example, just as far as the way the products, you know, what benefit they provide. Uh, so you can, a control station for a drone that's being flown on the other side of the world. Obviously that can't be interrupted, right? If, if the systems don't work even for a second, the consequences can be huge. They can be disastrous at worst. Um, and so our systems prevent that from happening and ensure things keep running regardless. And so that's a really tall order, right? That's, that requires a product that's extremely robust, well-designed, well-built. And so our products are almost all built you know, here in the US. And all those things have to come together to deliver a capability that's, that's really important. So, um, you know, we're critical. It may, you know, so the, uh, the person in that drone control station or on the ship, et cetera, may not know acumetrics, but they're benefiting from it. You know, we're playing a key role in helping them get their mission done. So that, that part's really satisfying in terms of that. And, uh, you know, in commercial applications, which are some of the things I focus on, uh, an example might be telemedicine kits. So telemedicine's becoming a big area now, certainly with COVID. And telemedicine includes delivering care to say remote areas of Africa or India and places like that. And to deliver that care, you're offering touch with somebody who's on the other side of the world, a specialist. Again, if that communication gets interrupted or cut off, you know, it really affects the care of somebody. So similarly, it's mission critical, if you will. And uh, again, the person using the kit may not know Acumetrics, but we're there helping out. That's awesome. And so as far as the opportunities that are available, are they typically, uh, would you say entry, mid, senior level on a, if you were to kind of ballpark it? Um, I'd say, you know, I'll just jump in here. I'd say really all throughout the company, um, there's different ways to enter. Um, certainly entry level, mid-level and some senior level, the company uh, has a lot of opportunities and the company's growing. So there's, there's a lot of opportunities, um, yeah, to do the work. So, so really there's opportunities at all levels. That's awesome. Um, and, and, uh, uh, Mike, did you want to touch on that a little bit about, um, you know, the, the mission of Acumentrix and, um, and, and, and what you do there? Sure. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, Matt, Matt pretty much touched it, but uh, at a broader, I basically look at, <clears throat> we tend to touch military applications. It, almost at, most of the places that, that wars are fought don't have clean power or we're in the middle of a battle and, and there's always the option of losing power. Um, that's kind of what we've come into where we make a durable product um, easy to use, easy to service. Um, cause, cause the warfighter has a thousand different products that they're working with and, you, and it needs to be as easy for them to use um, as possible. So basically anywhere there's a, there's a place where, where clean power is needed, that's where you're gonna find Acumentrics. That's from the military side. I'm not even gonna, I'm not gonna touch the commercial side cause Matt is the expert on that one. Um, as far as positions throughout the company goes, I, I agree with Matt as well. There's all levels. Um, I mean, we're, we're, we're hiring business development people to go after specific um, portions of, of the government and try and understand where their needs are so we can help more. 
Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much that's awesome. awesome. That's awesome. Um, and I know we're jumping around a little bit, but um, I, I would like to jump back into your stories a little bit more because I know that right now we're thinking about or speaking about kind of the finished product of Mike and Matt. Um, everything's cool now, but you know, could you talk a little bit about the obstacles that you face and maybe one of those hardships where you learn something really critical about, you know, what you need to, to, to do um, when you're on the civilian side? Um, this is for both of you, uh, Mike or Matt, you can jump in there. Sure, I guess I'll start it off. Um, I mean, I'm gonna go back to coming out, coming out of the military, having a plan, but executing the plan is a whole nother ball game. Um, so I basically, like I said, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't prepared to be able to go to college. So I had to go to community college and I was actually taking high school courses in community college. So what should, should have taken me two years took me three because I was so far behind. Um, but at the same time, I think what I also learned is, is because now I had developed this work ethic where you, you've been put in different situations and you've had to, and you've, you've just learned to commit to what your goal was at a specific time as you would with a mission in the military that I had to take these stepping stones. I had to take these little steps and, and bite off one at a time until I could, until I could get closer to that goal. Cause the other thing was, as you mentioned, GI bill was huge. Um, but at the same time I paid for my school. So I went to, I worked 40 hours a week while I was going to school full time um, because that's what I needed to do to get to where I needed to be. Um, so I would say that was a big hurdle. Um, I, I know, I know, I, I, in my experience also, I actually felt military helped me all the way around. And I, I, I know some people have had issues finding jobs coming out of the military. Fortunately for me, it's been a benefit where every, every scenario that I've been in um, has, has had high respect for the military, none more than Acumendrix because just because they touch the military so much more than the other companies that I've been in. But, um, but I've actually helped, felt like that's helped propel me through my career. Um, as far as other hardships, you got a fam beautiful family, wife, two kids, been married 21 years. Um, I'm a blessed man. <laughs> that's awesome. That's wonderful. Um, Matt, what about you? Yeah, so in terms of, uh, so as far as, I guess, challenges, so coming out of the military and, you know, going to grad school and looking for jobs, um, I think one of the challenges is, which I think I touched on before, is being able to explain what you learned in the military in a context that, you know, civilian companies will understand. You know, again, we touched on leadership, ability, work under pressure, all those things. So uh, that takes some learning. Um, you know, I think one of the things that helped me in terms of the military is what I learned in the military. So in pilot training, everybody hits bumps in the road. You know, a certain number of people wash out and don't make it, and you try to learn from that, and you press on. So, you know, I think when I came out, when I was looking for jobs initially, I'd probably put, I don't know, 50, 80 resumes out there. And, uh, you know, a lot of times didn't hear anything back, but I had learned to just persist you know, not only persist, but also adjust and improve. Okay, so let me do this. Okay, A, I'm not going to get discouraged because I believe I can do this. And B, what am I learning through this process and how can I adjust and, you know, 
make my resume better, the way I approach interviews better, or get skills that I need to be better positioned. I think being able to do that, not intellectually, but in real time, in real life, is, for my, in my case, something I learned because I was in the military. And, um, you know, I, I think that's, that was important. Uh, you know, one thing I did want to touch on as well, because, you know, we, we hear about veterans having trouble finding jobs and, and that happening. And I think it's partially because some of the factors that I mentioned about the civilian world not always understanding the benefits that are brought or maybe having some stereotype of what a veteran is. A huge thing that I don't see enough of and I didn't take enough advantage of, but I try to do now for people coming out you know, veterans will help other veterans. I've, if a veteran contacts me looking for some kind of help of any kind, I'll always answer them. And I think that's true in general, is rely on and don't be afraid to seek out help from other veterans. It's, it's, it's so critical and it, it sounds like a cliche, but I think it can be done more. I think that's something that, again, is really unique. You have that network, brother and sisterhood, if you will, that you can tap. Um, and not tapping that can sometimes, you know, can make things harder than they need to be in terms of transitioning into the civilian world. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like a lot of times uh, the, you know, in addition to what you mentioned about the challenges of why um, veterans have issues when it comes to getting new jobs, I feel like it's, it's tough because we've kind of been focused on this one specific mission in one organization for at least typically at least four years or six years um, or more and we have to kind of um, essentially transition and focus on the fact that you know oh wow we have to focus on our, our benefits oh our families um, our you know all of our expenses um, where am I actually going to live I actually have a choice oh my gosh I didn't I didn't know I would have a choice <laughs> in this matter <laughs> and so um, I think those are all you know, key challenges that we face. Um, and so, you know, do you feel like Acumentrix has a different approach when it comes to um, essentially differentiating themselves in the market for being a company that really appreciates military veterans um, and working with the military in general? I, I, oh, this I, is from I would say yes. And, and, and I'll go back to, to what I said prior. I mean, the whole company is, is basically formed around the warfighter and, and and about about keeping the warfighter safe and, and so that puts that puts veterans and, and active duty first in their mind um, at any given point. So I think that trickles down into the hiring process because you know if if that's the company's culture and this is who they care about, bringing people from that culture into it only makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that you pretty much you hit it on the head, um, and I think it's awesome because it's obvious that the company culture within Acumentrix is awesome. I've met uh, both of you um, and Jennifer, um, so I wanted to ask a little bit about you know in this last portion of the interview, um, you know what advice would you give to other veterans that are in your position or um, you know or essentially were in your position maybe. A few years back, um, you know, people that are thinking, "Oh man, I shouldn't get out because uh, I don't know if I'll be able to make it. How am I going to make it?" Like, what would you say to uh, those types of people that are transitioning? 
Well, not to be uh, repetitive, but I think it's important is understand the value you bring. All the stuff I, you know, we talked about already in terms of what you learned, working under pressure, leadership, followership, you know, all those things are important. Um, so, you know, let's say, for example, you're in a, in a artillery platoon or something in the army or Marine Corps. Okay, so you may say, well, there's no artillery pieces in the civilian world that you know, can operate, but that's, that's not the point. The point is all those things you learned while you were there, all those other skills you gained. So, you know, realize that value. And um, again, I can't stress enough, other veterans will help you translate those things so that you can present it properly. Well, A, help you understand, hey, you do have a lot of value. You did do a lot of things. Understand that in yourself and help you translate that so you can communicate it to others. Um, I think, you know, I think that's, I think, you know, if you're a veteran, don't undersell yourself, if you will. You have a lot of unique skills and experience that you can bring to the table and uh, make sure you talk about that. Make sure you're able to explain it. Yeah. And I think um, networking is a huge piece. Um, I, I love the social media uh, movement right now. Um, LinkedIn is really an amazing resource. I think the Veteran Mentor Network is an amazing resource to really just post a question and you literally can have you know, hundreds of thousands of people taking a look at your questions um, and answering them. So I think you're exactly right about that. Um, just make sure you talk to people. Um, and, and Mike, um, you know, what are your thoughts about you know, what you would say to someone that's transitioning might be a little discouraged about that process? Oh, um, I find it very interesting because you had brought up the portion of having a choice of where to live and so forth. And, and, and now that you bring that up, I can see that as being an issue when people come out is, you know what? Yeah, yeah, you have a mission, but you haven't always been the one planning your mission. You've been the one executing. So I, I think that's one of the important transition points is now you're the person that has to plan your mission. You're the one that has to know where you're going and, and, and set the plan and execute to it. Um, to Matt's point, Matt, Matt nails it on the head. You come out and you're, you're like, oh yeah, well, I, I don't need to shoot a gun in this job. Well, you don't need to shoot a gun. You've, you've got critical decision-making skills now. You, you've learned all these different scenarios. You don't know what you don't know about yourself yet. You're gonna find out more as that transition goes. Just when you speak of your service, speak of it proudly because you have gained a lot and, and understand that. And I really think those are the, those are the big scenarios. Those are, those are the big picture things. And if you do that, I don't think as much it's gonna stop you as long as you plan and execute. Everything's planning and executing. Yeah, everything is planning and executing. I love that. I always say that um, to myself as well, especially when you go through challenges, you always feel like the vision is going to be, oh my gosh, when I get out, you know, uh, you either, I think there's two, um, two paradigms. It's either, all right, when I get out, I'm going to crush it. I'm just going to get this job. I'll be on, <laughs> for yeah. me, it was, I'll be on Wall Street. I'm just going to, and then I was just thought to myself, wow, you know, maybe I don't want to be on Wall Street, man. Maybe I want to do something else. Um, and so, um, you know, having these talks with my family, friends, and um, especially my parents, my parents wanted me to stay in the military. Like, what are you doing getting out? So these are some uh, challenges that I feel like we all face. Um, and so, um, you know, as we wrap up, just wanted to get your your initial thoughts or you know your overall thoughts about um, you know if, if someone is interested in an opportunity with Acumentrix, 
um, how would they go about doing that? And should they reach out to you? Yeah, absolutely. I'll, uh, I'll talk to any veteran. Um, you know, what we have available varies with time, but we're a growing company. Opportunities present themselves on a regular basis. So, I mean, certainly reach out to the company, you know, because the company is very, as we've already said, very, uh, you know, open to veterans. Um, but I'm willing to talk to anybody to help them present themselves in the right, proper way and, and take advantage of what they've learned, that sort of thing. So reach out to me. I can uh, provide that info. Yeah, no, like Matt says, if, if the, the, veteran, the veteran community is, is, is willing to help each other. So yeah, we're, we're willing to help them if Acumentrix is a good fit. We're willing to help them if Acumentrix isn't a good fit. And as, as, as people that have gone through it and, and, and have some experience, we may be able to, to help guide them in a better direction. Absolutely. Right. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I feel like um, stories like yours are just incredibly inspirational because people can start to see the light um, and find themselves in your journeys that you shared. So, um, you know, somebody could be having a dark time to literally today um, as they watch this. Um, so really appreciate your uh, thoughts and your perspective as it, as it pertains to um, the military veteran transition. It's not an easy one. Um, so I really appreciate everything that you share today. Um, and before we jump, is there anything else that you might wanna share with the audience? I'm all set, thank you. Yeah, no, thanks Robert, it was a great opportunity, appreciate it.